Hello and welcome to the Be Unbound podcast. This is a very special episode and you might notice this voice over here is not the nice voice of Ben or Jonathan. This is Abraham Chen and I'm here um, for one of the first times in person with a bunch of Unbounders to do uh, to record the podcast. So we'll kind of start down the line. We have all these cool people. Uh, we'll start down with Molly. Can you just introduce yourself? Say who you are and, um, yeah, mention your involvement with community, like what you did. Sure, yeah. So, obviously, I'm Molly. I was an Unbound student starting in 2016, and then I graduated in 2019. I was on the cabinet twice with Ellie, and I've just kind of hung out since then, I guess. And I'm still here. (laughs) Tim, go for it. Yep. My name is Tim, and I joined the Unbound community in 2017, fall of 2017. So I'm a little bit younger. I still feel younger in the community. Didn't have a lot of actual involvement in the community until 2020, um, after Capstone. And then with the Spark events, I figured out that I was missing out on a lot of fun, missing out on a lot of really cool people, just spending time with them. So made an intentional effort, a few intentional efforts to get more involved, and it's been a fun ride since. Cool. Um, my name is Ellie Smith, and I have been Unbound um, since 2015. I enrolled as a student, and I attended Apex within, I think, six weeks, and then have been around ever since. <laughs> Kept attending Apex, was on the cabinet twice, like Molly said, and then that's how I ended up getting the job that I have now, which is Director of Missions at Unbound. So. Mm-hmm. And my name is Matthew. Uh, I joined the Unbound community back in the March of 2017. Um, didn't do anything until I came to Capstone in 2018, uh, with Abe and Molly was there. Um, I was great Capstone. Um, and then, um, joined the, well, I guess you could say eternal SLI in 2019. <laughs> um, and then was a part of the 2020 cabinet. And now I am working as the consumer relations director with Unbound. Yeah. Well, I'm Abe. Um, I am the guy who makes everyone look Good, as best as I can. On Slack, it says he makes us look pretty. <laughs> yes, there you go. Accurate. <laughs> so actually, I was I'm here sitting with cabinet. I'm surrounded by cabinet, and I'm realizing. So I'm one of the few people who uh, wasn't on like almost anything. So I started out in Unbound in uh, late 2015. I was the uh, video intern, or I ran the YouTube channel from 20. 20- around 2016 and 2017. And uh, yeah, now I work with Unbound, again, making people look pretty. <laughs> and so it, it is cool being surrounded by cabinet. Um, tell us what cabinet is again, for those of us listening who aren't completely sure what you guys do. Any, you can, okay, let's, let's put it this way. So I feel like a lot of people have heard cabinet and they like plan stuff, but what do you guys really do? Like what's the day to day look like? What's the behind the scenes? Exactly. What do we actually do? As the most current cabinet member, I think Tim should take this. Yeah, yeah please take yeah, it away. Yeah, of course. So as cabinet, obviously our main thing that we do is plan Apex. It's what we're known for. And there's a lot of details that goes into that. Uh, basically, we're a team of eight people that makes Apex happen. And that involves everything from... Um, you know, nailing down speakers who are going to get in to speak. First of all, we start off with theme, what our theme is going to be for the year, different topics. Mm. 
and then planning out all kinds of like activities, you know, special events um, that fit the theme. Um, figuring out how we can work stuff like explosives into Apex that's <laughs> safe without breaking rule number four. Heck yeah. That's pretty much what we do. It's a lot of uh, planning. There's some initial in-person meetings, and then beyond that, there's hours and hours spent on Zoom and uh, Google Meet, and it seems like thousands of documents, tons of writing, and we get to do it with a bunch of really fun people. I'd like to disagree with some of what Tim said, which is he said it's just a lot of planning. I hate planning. I had a great time on the cabinet, which leads me to believe it's only a small part planning. Well, maybe Maybe it just means that Molly didn't do very much. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking. For some people, it's maybe more just... Not so a fun time? Fun. It's fun time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just go along well, for the ride. Yeah. The <laughs> that is not true. Now we know what you did on cabinet. Okay. Would you like to clarify? Okay, I think cabinet is kind of what you make it. And so if you like planning, then you do a lot of planning. If you don't like planning, then you and you still care about doing a good job on the cabinet, which I did, then you find <laughs> another role that's not planning oriented that you can still succeed at. So like I did a lot of marketing. Which I guess there's some planning to marketing, but a lot of it is just like action and doing and like going out and mm-hmm. talking to people. And like, there's a lot of spontaneity in that from my perspective, because you just have to like make stuff up and roll with conversations when you're in sales. But even with like emails, there's still a lot of creativity and kind of like pivoting around, oh, what promo did we decide to do right now? Or, oh, what like speaker do we have now? There's a lot more like just rolling with the chives. Mm hmm. And I mean, not to mention, like, we are currently sitting in Virginia because we were here filming a bunch of promos. And there is that aspect where uh, current cabinet member Tim got to dress up in all sorts of stuff and get beat up and, like, you know, thrown around in a cart and all that. So there's the fun side of that as well. Like, Apex promos coming out soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When is Apex happening this year? August 14 to 18. Yep. And registration is still open until, do you know? End of May? Yes. Is that right, End of Re- May is regular registration. Yeah. Late is through July 31st. There you go. Mm-hmm. So if you want to experience everything that the cabinet has been planning, which is pretty fun and pretty crazy, you should sign up for Apex. Definitely. But plug aside, I love how we kind of got into this where, again, we mentioned we are all like different generations of, unbound people or like um even just different generations of leadership teams and uh i really want to kind of talk about that where yeah unbound has um we've been around for a little bit we've had our different classes in and out but it's so cool that it's all about community it really is how like we're sitting here all different classes all different generations but we are all friends i think (laughs) for the most part and uh (laughs) we get to work together we get to share you know wisdom and experience and just all of our collective um ideas you know put together so we had questions that every single one of you wanted to ask and i am really looking forward to what you guys have just um I know. Without further ado, we'll just roll with that. But um, before we go into that, I had a question, and yeah, so it's a harder question. 
I love Molly just like staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> <We're> just afraid. <laughs> All right, here's the question. If you could invent a new color for a crayon, what would it be? I thought you had to be I specific almost, to unbound. I almost <laughs> we were in the car and I was like, Ellie, I want to ask the correct yeah, question. No, Abe said unbound questions. <laughs> no, I, I do want to hear it because, yes, I did totally steal that from Molly. And I do want to hear her answer. So. Okay, I love this question, though, so I'm really excited. I will say, so I'll answer it Go myself because I love the question. But when I was thinking about how I could make it into... Unbound, and this is not my question. So it's okay. <laughs> but when I was thinking, I was like, how about what shade of unbound color is your favorite? Cause there's oh, been like the light yeah. blue, there's been the dark blue, there's been like the green, there's been the red from College Plus. Yeah, I think red, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, no, I love this question. So, okay, I have to tell you, I've given significant thought to this question and determined that it's based on all of my experience with crayons, which I realized I have not been working with crayons for a while. So, like, there may be new crayon colors that I don't know about, which is totally fine. Mm-hmm. So, I don't want to get any comments on this podcast or, like, this color already exists, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, okay, I remember distinctly when I was using crayons a lot, there was never a satisfactory purple, okay? Really? It was always, like, indigo or that, like, stupid grape color that's not actually the color of grapes, but it's, like, yeah, I don't like it. So, I would want there to be a satisfactory purple hue. Hmm. Oh, can you describe a satisfactory purple hue? Like, okay. Where have you seen that before? So, it's like playing the color game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's like, it is a dark purple, and it has like blue tints, but it is not indigo. This is a problem with Crayola. They like make it into the blue too quickly. It's like, um... Can we put, like, a, a link to a color swatch in the comments <laughs> of the podcast? <laughs> I will send you a good color swatch. Yeah, I am just purple. curious because I'm thinking when Molly will walk up to something and <laughs> see purple and go, ah, that, that is purple. <laughs> what okay. object would that be? <laughs> you also have to watch out. Here's the problem. There's, like, oh, the Balderdash box is super close to it. That nobody well, else can see. <laughs> Zoom over. <laughs> it's, it's like, but it's like a little bit darker and a slightly bluer than that. Just a tinge. Nice. <laughs> is that your color of personality? No. My personality is yellow. Which, after I thought of the answer to this question, someone else commented to me that there aren't very many satisfactory yellows, so if I had to have a mm. second follow-up choice, it would be a good yellow. That kind of makes sense. I can see you as a yellow. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorite colors. Yeah. Good. Hmm. Wow, the rest of you guys. This question gives me anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) I should. Back in the day when I went to school, like in grade school, crayons came in like these, you know, the the little boxes and you had like 15 different colors and they were all, they were very distinct. Like you had red and black and blue and yellow. And it was pretty easy, you know, to just select your colors. But over the years, the boxes kept getting bigger, and they kept adding these, like, descriptions onto the colors. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And I haven't kept up with them. So back in the day, we used to use colors to, like, color pictures, or we ate them. <laughs> <laughs> so That's thinking about so <laughs> We did that. How much we, also, did you eat? we also ate glue sticks. 
Huh? Was this like a daily snack or was this like one time you tried it and it was fine? Um, it was occasional. It was probably yeah. more more a, a dare thing that some of my friends and I did. So this was multiple times. Yes. <laughs> what was your favorite? <laughs> probably blue. To be honest, they they all tasted the same as I remember, but probably blue because blue is my favorite color. Did your teeth turn blue? Temporarily, yes. Ooh, so is that why you liked it? You're like, oh, I got you know. Maybe. Now it's it's been a long time ago, so memory doesn't serve me too well on that. <laughs> so we need to do a crayon taste test. Yeah. Thanks for the over too. Confirm his favorite flavor of crayon. Sweet. All right. So would you eat the whole thing or just take a bite? <laughs> no, it was just the taste. Oh. So we did. And blue sticks. I distinctly remember eating. Like, Is there a brand of blue stick that tastes the best? Yeah, I think it was the... If I remember right, I think it was the Elmer's. You know, you can get the little the right. cylinders. Right. That yeah. Screwed. Yeah. You just take bite out of it. Yeah. I would chew on it, but I don't swallow it. <laughs> okay. Like the crayons? Or the glue? No. The glue. Yeah. Now, we never did liquid glue. We weren't dumb enough to do oh, that. No. Oh, yeah. So Not dumb enough sticks. to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just a little dumb. Yeah, just a little dumb. But inventing a new color, I don't know. That's a hard question. After seeing the color game, it's hard to believe that there are more colors that exist. Either there probably are. See, I want to invent a new color, but I would change how the color is represented by the color of crayon. Because I feel like they never oh, color exactly how they that's look. That's a good thought. And I think Victoria Grant mentioned this because she was saying that she has like. She likes the colors, but she doesn't like that she would grab one and think it was going to be indigo, okay, that and then is it was purple as well. Yes. yes. So okay. I would change the way that they're represented by the colors. But I wouldn't change yeah, that. Okay. I wouldn't like to do a new color. Did you eat the glue as well or something? We did. Oh, okay. But Matt, Matt just chewed on it, so. Does it glue stick make you high? It does. So I think it can. I'm like, I am the most innocent homeschool boy here, apparently. I didn't I didn't <laughs> I didn't swallow them. Also, I will say, I will say that when I was a little kid, I would hear from my friends who went to school that like eating paste was a thing, and I always just thought it was a joke. So good to know that that's a thing that actually happens. Real. And I went to a Christian school. Oh my gosh! The more you know. Mm-hmm. I think you should do a video of Tim just like eating this. Food. <laughs> just looking happier and happier. <laughs> okay, so. Where were we? We were talking about crayons. Oh, how Tim ate crayons and glue sticks. Yeah. Did you answer your question? Okay, one more. What um, color would you go for? Oh, you said blue, because you ate them. Yeah, I, I mean, I like blue, but then I also like... Um, I'm not sure I can say I would invent a new color, but I really like the color green that's on the Unbound logo. Mm. I think that's a really good shade of green. It's not too dark, it's not too light. Yeah, it's, it's not, not too blue. Really it's, yeah, it's, yeah, not, it's yeah, a good exactly. green. Yeah. We should so, have we should invent a crayon that's the unbound green so now all of our acceptance packets. That's I merch a little box of crayons that's just all the unbound colors. Yes. But should we put a label on that says the do not eat? Actually I just had an idea. What I would do is instead of inventing a new color is I would give every color a flavor and then every oh. color would have a different flavor than you could eat it. So you would encourage the eating. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those scented markers. Um, yeah, you guys ever have that? Like, yeah, such a like yeah. '90s, 2000s kid thing. Yep. 
Well, you totally just, like, sniff them. Yeah. 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 Well, my dad liked the smell of Sharpie so much that he would draw under his chin. Oh. Um. Or his nose and walk around and got in big trouble as a kid. Wow. He loved the smell, so... Oh, okay. I thought you were playing with it. Yeah, I thought you were playing with it. No, no, no. This is many, many years ago. Yes. Interesting. Well, I I was going to say, you totally stole my idea because I would totally have a crayon that's a gum bound color and you can just like write in so many things and yeah, it would be really Mm -hmm. cool. I like that green a lot. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Better than the old um, Lumeric blue. I'm going to say that. So The light blue? Like the... Like there was the light blue. Yeah. And there was the dark blue. also the dark blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which did you dislike? Well, I feel like the dark blue was basically a navy. And mm-hmm. it was... It was okay. You know, navy's a good color. But it was just very... Un- not unique. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was yeah. very like, okay, yeah. it's just navy. Okay. We're, we're not like old navy here or something, right? Yeah. So. Yep. Huh. Ellie? Um, so I was saying that I would not invent a new color. I would change the way the colors are represented by the color of the actual crayon. Because I don't think that they color, like, the way that the crayon is colored. <laughs> it's like when you pull Elaborate. out a color. Okay, so I was just talking to Victoria Grant about this. So when you would pull out, because you were talking about how, like, the blues and the purples kind of mesh together too quickly. Right. And so, like, when you want a blue color, like, I would do this all the time. If I was coloring sky or eyes or something, I wanted blue, I would take one out and color with it, and it would turn out to be, like, a purple mm-hmm. indigo yeah, color. Really but the crayon that. itself looked blue. Mm-hmm. And so I think the color of the actual crayons needs to be changed to represent mm-hmm. the way that they color them. Did anyone else have, like, on their, like, Sunday school coloring sheet, like, a little corner where they were testing out yeah. the crayons? Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. made sure that it wasn't, like, going to ruin your whole picture. That's how you identified the perfectionist kids. Yeah. Oh, because they had little color <laughs> swatches. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I totally did that. Yeah. Wow, I feel so calm already. Right <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, I think, like, for me, like, drawing pictures, the two things that always bothered me is there was never, like, when I, I mean, I'm a boy, so, like, I drew many, many tractors, and there was never a perfect John Deere green. Oh. Like, it was just impossible to a perfect John Deere green. That is true. Um, but then the other thing, too, is I could never find a really good color for the sun. Because the yellows were either too bright or they were green. too orange or green, right. yeah. And so and the greenish yellows are weird. I don't yeah. know what purpose I was supposed to serve. Yeah, hmm. those were weird. Yeah, yeah. No. but yeah, it's unnatural. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I just remember starting like because I like to draw myself and discovering mm-hmm. how to just like do the circles around the sun to do the right. yellows. Yeah, yeah, huh? Well. We all kind of dated ourselves with all that <laughs> crayons and knives and stuff to markers. That was amazing. I love that. So, <laughs> it, uh, I think it's just like it's fascinating. It shows kind of where we came from. But uh, again, bringing it back to Unbound, where we had this, yeah, unique experience of just going into this era where, um, yeah, again, a lot of us had similar experiences growing up. But it's just cool to see how that. You know, the different attitudes translate to our unbound experience. But anyways, yeah, let's get to the questions. I think this is the main event. This will be fun. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Molly. Okay. Okay. So my question is, of the unbound events, because we've all been to different unbound events, some earlier, some later, mm-hmm. what was your favorite, like, what has been your favorite, like, activity or element that you've done? So, like, 
I know in 2017, for example, we did a boat race and like, it could be like my small group in this specific year or something like that. Mm. So I'm curious to know what has been your guys' favorite. Yeah. I think my favorite element of an event was actually gap. Um, so gap was great art project in 2017. Yep, 2017. Um, yeah. So we had this, um, art focused event in the cabin in the woods in California in the mountains in Cal- or Tennessee. 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 <laughs> <Not Cal>. uh, <laughs> man. Um, anyway, mountains of Tennessee. I want to be in the mountains of California. That's <laughs> <laughs> We're getting LA anyway. <laughs> Yeah. So we had it in a cabin in Tennessee and um, there are lots of sessions and things that focus on different aspects of art and it wasn't all like, it was all a different piece. Like we had an author come speak and we had, um, all these people, but during like free time at these events, all of the students would get together and do random art projects together. And so yeah. we would all work on different kinds of things. So it wasn't like the whole table would be drawing, like the whole table would be working on different pieces and everybody was like sharing the different, um, tools that they brought. And so it was just really cool to see like all the pieces that came out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, so I really like hand lettering and I had actually just, recently kind of started doing that more frequent at that point and um I got to do that with a lot of other people and just I just remember being so fun to test out all these different tools all these other people had brought and everyone was so excited to share them all with each other and to collaborate on projects with each other um that was actually one of the first like collaborative videos I remember being made was yeah at Gap they, that, um, yeah that hashtag relatable yeah video. Yes. Um, or at least the first time that I was around when a collaborative video was being made, which was also just so much fun to, to see everybody was like running around the house and um, making videos. So mm-hmm. I think that was probably my favorite element, which is the um, spontaneous creativity that came out of that event. So. That was such an unbound video, too. That was the jankiest yeah. thing. <laughs> It was really great. Yeah. We should, we should link it. Yeah. We'll, we'll <laughs> yes. link it, somewhere. it was a lot But fun. no, it was literally Jared Wiggins, shout out to him, and I saying, we really want to do a movie. We have no idea what we're doing, but let's do a movie. And so just like within those four days, we're like, guys, we'll sit down. We'll come up with this crazy story. We'll film it somehow. And we had like the fight scene and we had like the whole like social media thing yeah. that you were part of. So fun. Yeah. That was a ton of fun. If you want to see younger Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> you should not watch the video. <laughs> watch the video for everything. Uh, yeah, but that was, that was a ton of fun. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because like even that, I mean, it is very cliche to say community, but I do think that there is something unique with Unbound where we build community um, very quickly. And it is also like deep community where we have fun and we do crazy things together but at the same time there is that um bond where we can talk about life issues and we stay up till crazy hours of the morning talking about things and like um it's it is those like crazy sometimes weird (laughs) random Mm -hmm. things that we do that i think build that camaraderie that allow us to yeah you know go deep and whatnot Mm -hmm. so yeah and going off of that you talked about late nights that's easily been my favorite part of any event so far was um at capstone after the the gala was done and after the dancing was all over and we spent like an hour praying then most of the people went to bed but there was a group of about eight or ten of us that Mm -hmm. stayed downstairs and um 
it all started with one question and we ended up talking until 4.30 in the morning. And this was like, a, if I remember right, it was like a four or four and a half hour conversation. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it was it was funny because we would we were so into this and everybody was so exhausted. We'd all just almost be falling asleep, but we have to keep on going, have to keep the conversation <laughs> rolling. And it was such a it was it was such a uh, a well rounded conversation because we actually ended up making kind of a full circle and coming back um, to the topic that we started off with. Mm-hmm. And so it, it felt like it was a very well done conversation and we covered a whole bunch of different aspects of it just being in that environment where you can ask all kinds of hard questions Mm -hmm. and you don't have to be afraid of like what other people think but like everybody's in it to learn and everybody has a genuine curiosity with it Uh, that's a fantastic environment to be in and that's what happened that night at capstone Mm -hmm. so that's definitely a highlight for me yeah there's so many things that come to mind. <laughs> a lot of really good things. Like I think back to the first event in Capstone in eighteen, um, and just the small group I was in was phenomenal, and the whole group of students. And then um, I know Aiden Molly, if I remember, like that was right when Dr. Myers was coming out of a really mm-hmm. dark season, and there's a lot of really good vulnerability and conversations, and he kind of you know set an example that just kind of. Um, infiltrated the rest of the event, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of specific things. Like, there's been some pretty, pretty fantastic things. The Unbound's Got Talent is always a lot of fun, a lot of fun pieces to that. Um, and love being a part of that graduation at Apex. Um, the Spark events were really cool. Um, I have to say, personally, a highlight of all the Spark events was in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw a whole other side of Ben Phillips that I had never seen before. <laughs> That was just phenomenal. Um, and for those at home, just like very brief uh, analysis of what happened there. Uh, Megan Weber had her playlist going for the dance and Ben thought it was just phenomenal idea to yeah, drastically switch the music from one style to another in the middle of it and then get the eye from Megan and go back and do it again. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, it was it was phenomenal. Um, definitely didn't want to be on the same side of the room as Megan after that, <laughs> but um, I did enjoy that. And then even recently, like uh, getting up and filming with Abe and Tim and Tama at uh, six in the morning at yeah, Capstone's last year was epic. Um, was was pretty epic. So yeah, lots of lots of really cool stuff. I think that's even personally because I'm the guy who gets to do videos, but. It is a great excuse to be in just random situations right. and trying to create stuff. And uh, you get a capture moment. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, any for you, Molly? Yeah, I would agree with Matthew. It's really hard to pick a moment, especially when you've been to a lot of events. And it's like each one was really perfect in its time, you know? So I wouldn't want to go back to a lot of the specific situations because (laughs) now I'm like a few years down the road and I'm happy to be here right now. But like at the time it was really meaningful and like shaped, you know, a part of who I am and was really encouraging in that time. I think probably one of the mountaintop experiences was probably graduation when I graduated Apex Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. that was just like phenomenal and it was I've heard from most people that it was the best graduation Apex has ever had. So mm. there's that. <laughs> um, but it was also like, it was just 
really special um, to be graduating with people who had like just meant so much in my college journey. And then they also like they, they did a really good job with the graduation and we got to party, which I love to party. We got to dance, which I love to dance. Um, and it was it was really special because a lot of yeah people really close to me were there um, and several people really close to me graduated with me. So that was just really, really special. So random question here. Let's suppose that, <clears throat> let's suppose that you were on cabinet and <laughs> you were planning an event for students that would involve a graduation. What suggestions would you have to top that graduation? Oh, so I just question. had this exact conversation with Caitlin last week. Oh, okay. Caitlin so, brought out to other cabinet members. Mm-hmm. Um, which she told this may be a secret moment um, because she told me that she was trying to figure out how to make it. So like one of the things that was really special at graduation in 2019 was the, you probably heard this, but like at the end of the ceremony, they like opened up the back barn doors to the mm, theater yes. yeah, and we turned around and there was like, <laughs> and they thank you it. for opening up the doors, Ashley. <laughs> um, and there was like all the alumni were there and it was a whole oh, surprise. Like we didn't know really? it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then that was how we got sent off from the ceremony. So we got to turn around and walk out with and see, be greeted by all the alumni. Oh, cool. And it was really special. Like, I think it was special for everybody. It was really special for me because both my sisters are alumni. And so they were there. And so they got to like be the first people who like greeted me after mm-hmm. graduation. Um, and Kayla and I talked about that because that was a total surprise and that had never been done before in Apex graduation. And so we were like, is it going to be less special? Because now it wouldn't be as much of a surprise. And what I told her, and I'm happy to have a long conversation with you off the podcast because I just realized <laughs> we're getting way off the podcast. Um, but just to wrap up that thought, um, what I told her is that there's, it would be interesting to look at the registration sheet and see mm-hmm. how many of the people who are going to be there this year were there in 2019. Because I said if they weren't yeah. there in 2019, then they might not yeah. be quite as cognizant. Yeah, and I also true. said, I don't know how totally aware all the people in the audience were, like how much they internalized, how special that was or kind of all what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I said, I don't know, like if that's something they would look forward to or not. Because Caitlin mm-hmm. was like, I really look forward to that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you kind of know everything that's going on. So sure, you might yeah. have it like yeah. it might not have been as much of a surprise to you anyways. So. As an unbounder, like, I think all unbounders were of low emotional watching that, so. <laughs> it was, like, it was, it was really special. Yeah. yeah. It was really cool. I also had a hilarious time because my tassel fell off, like, end cap fell off multiple times during the ceremony. I and Michael that. Caprera <laughs> and I had just a grand old time trying to fix that situation on stage as Jonathan was trying to wrap up <laughs> the entire ceremony. And Michael and I are just, like, trying to fix my cap. Which might sound terrible, but it was actually really hilarious. That is really part cool. of what made it <laughs> special. Oh, made it special, exactly. Anyways, that's one topic. <laughs> Graduation, sweet. Yeah. Do we all go with that? I think so. You all answered, right? Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, so <laughs> um, I'm looking at time limit now, and this has been <laughs> great. So I'm trying to see. Um, so we asked you a question, right, Molly? Mm-hmm. Do we all have a question? I have one. Okay, man, this is tough. Okay, so you have a question. Do you guys have a question? I didn't really have a specific one. I can come up with one. <laughs> Did you have Send a question? Well, let's ask you a question, and okay. then we'll go with that. How's that? Yeah. Cool. Sure. All right, so, Matt, go, go for it. Yeah, so I'm curious. Like, 
with your involvement with Unbound and the student-led community, was there a particular thing that happened or event that you were part of that made you decide that you wanted to get involved more with like leadership teams or, mm. you know, things on that end? Mm. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I remember very clearly when this happened and it was at Capstone in 2020, a year ago. Um, so I had been really looking forward to going to Colorado for Capstone. Mm-hmm mainly because of the the content and just being able to meet the other students and being in Colorado. Yeah. Just a fantastic place. Mm-hmm. It was also a time when I had everything scheduled to meet my coach in person for the first time. Yeah. So when it didn't work out, I was really bummed out, <laughs> but capstone 2020 shout out to everybody who made it happen. It was still a fantastic event, even mm-hmm. though it was all virtual. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people had to work really hard to make it happen, but it was still fantastic. And I remember coming away from those, those few days and just like sharing that experience with everybody else. Mm -hmm. It made it special for everyone, I think. And I remember coming away from that. I was thinking, man, if there would be a way that I could spend more time with people like this, Mm -hmm. like on a more regular basis, that would be just fantastic. So when I started getting a little bit more involved in the online community, but then when Apex Spark came up it was actually kind of in my area and so i decided to go and then that definitely helped like push me more in that direction once i was actually in person with people and it was with people that i knew then that's when i really started taking steps to Mm. get more involved and since then like every event has just helped um helped move me faster in that direction that's really cool yeah how are you guys i'm actually that's a great question i'm curious um i would definitely say Apex was the event that got me more involved in student life or, um, I guess created the desire to be involved in student life. I did not. So I attended twice and then I was actually told by a friend that I should apply for cabinet. They're like, Oh, have you ever thought about applying for cabinet? And I hadn't really. And I was like, why would I do that? <laughs> um, and so I applied for cabinet on recommendation of a friend and then I got on the first year and it was a really, really great experience. Um, Molly and I were on cabinet actually two years in a row together um, it was a great experience and I went back for a second year. Um, and it was actually spending a year off cabinet that made me really want to be involved in student life. So mm-hmm. I had spent time as a student, not really like, I don't know, not really like driven to get involved with student life. Like I was happy as a student attending the events and having fun. Um, and then I was told I should apply for cabinet. So I did. And that was a great experience. And then it was whenever I stepped off cabinet and spent a year way less involved in student life when I realized that I really wanted to be involved long-term. Okay. Um, so it was actually taking somewhat of a break from that experience that made me want to. And I attended Apex in that time. So I went back to Apex as um, just like an attendee. So I wasn't on staff. I didn't help plan the event. So I'd been kind of out of the loop that year. Um, and just going back to that event and seeing it all happen again, I was like, yeah, I really want to be a part of this long-term. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's whenever I decided that it was something I wanted to pursue. It's like you know what. <clears throat> excuse me. Let me try that again. <clears throat> it's more like you know what you want when you don't have it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So like when I was on cabinet, if you had asked me, I probably would have been like, "Oh yeah, this is a lot of fun." And um, <laughs> no, no, you would not have been. This is a lot. No, of fun. no, I would have said that I liked working with student life. 
Oh, yeah. Like, cabinet as a whole, that sounds like we're going to really bash cabinet as an experience. Cabinet as an experience is. Yeah. <laughs> cabinet as an experience is a challenging experience at times. Like, there yeah. are times on the cabinet mm-hmm. where it's a lot of fun, there are times when it's very challenging. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And it all depends. Mm-hmm. Like, the dynamics of the team are always different each year. So, like, yeah. having served on two different teams, like, Molly and I could both say, would both say the same thing. It was very different year one to year two, like, completely different teams. So, very different experiences. But I definitely would have, at the time, not been, like, opposed to the idea of continuing to work with student life. Mm. But I also mm-hmm. wasn't, I don't know, I wasn't, like, set on it. I wasn't yeah. like, oh, yeah, never sure. leaving. Um, yeah. But it was, like A said, whenever I didn't have that going on that I realized I really enjoyed having that. As part of, like, my life, because it was also a major part of, like, my main community was mm-hmm. definitely Unbound at that time. And so I kind of felt like I had stepped out of that even a little bit when I was on cabinet, so... Probably that's really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As accurate as it felt. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. actually step as far out as it felt that I did when I was on cabinet. It was just a different level <laughs> of involvement. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Hmm. I would kind of answer no to your question. Um, and there have definitely been really, like, pivotal events for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, pretty much all the events have changed my life in some way or another. Um, mm-hmm. But I think with Megan being my sister and the fact, yeah. like... Pretty much from the moment that she first was exposed to the community online on the forums, way old mm-hmm. <laughs> person, um, it was like she's, she's called Megan a way old person. We just talked about how it's been 10 years yes. since she true. first she totally was exposed to the one. community, yep. which is a long it time. Is, she is an ancient one. one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, how old were you whenever she I was 12. Okay. So it's also been 10 years for you. <laughs> yes, it has. Um, so it pretty much like from the time she first started looking at the forums, she talked nonstop about the community. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not even kidding you. It was to the point where it was like, Megan doesn't talk about anything except the college plus people. And so because of that, and I really did not want to become a student for a long, like adamantly did not want to become a student for a long time. And then I did. And then I was like, well, I'm never working for them. And then I got on the cabinet and then I started working. And so, um, but it just kind of always felt um, inevitable that I would be involved in some way or another. And the longer that Megan was involved and then, you know, I went to Apex and you know got on the cabinet, the more it continued to feel inevitable. And at this time, th- this point in time, I'm like, I'm no longer a student. I'm no longer on the cabinet. I have like no connection, but sure. I'm just never going to leave the community is pretty much what I realized because even, you know, if Megan were to leave, it's like Ellie's involved and like, you know, the brushes, like, it's just like, has just kind of felt inevitable for a yeah. while. And I don't mean yeah. that in a bad way. Like, yeah, I'm forced right. to be here. But I, I think there hasn't been an event that was like, you know, okay, now I've decided. I get that. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. it runs in my blood. It's pretty much yeah. how I look at it at That this makes point. total sense. It does. here for yeah. life, people. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. so when you come to Apex in 2040. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. You're going to have a question. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that far. Moving so. <laughs> 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 uh, Yeah, no, it's good. I like for me, like getting involved in the community. Um, the interest definitely was after it, our capstone in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been in the community a year. I was working basically full time and trying to do school on time, 
And so I was kind of like, I don't really have time for student life events and stuff. And I was getting the emails and it's like, yeah, it sounded cool, but I don't really have time. But then after Capstone, it was kind of like, wow, these are pretty cool people. And <laughs> there could be some pretty cool connections here. And so um went to Apex in 18 mm-hmm. and enjoyed it. But I figured I would kind of stay much more on the, you know, just coming to events and stuff. Yeah. And then... um I got an email from Hannah Lindy in January of 2019 and she was like, well, we need extra help. So you want to help with, um, the SLI. And so I joined the everlasting SLI <laughs> and, you know, kind of went from there. So I would say really decisive moment was to be involved in any way was capstone, but yeah. there was never necessarily one defined moment of I want to be involved in leadership. It just kind of got presented and it was kind of like, wow, sounds like a good opportunity. So. Just the fact that we were paired together at Capstone, I like to think that had a little you know, <laughs> something right. to do with being a cool person. Right, and yeah. Right. <laughs> that friendly helping face. Helping <laughs> face. Uh, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. it's interesting because even for me, and you know, you mentioned Hannah, shout out to Hannah Lindy. Uh, she was so instrumental in bringing me into uh, helping with Unbound. Um, I think I started... Like, it's, again, it's interesting because I was never in any of the leadership teams. I was always that loner who, like, dipped myself into all of them and helped. And so I really started out as um, just a kid who was interested in video, and I wanted to do that. And Aubrey, um, shout out to Aubrey, Manny, um, she was running uh, the YouTube channel and video at the time. Like, almost everything I know now, you know, in part started with her with a mount channel. So just, yeah, very grateful. But anyways, she posted this thing on the Facebook group. It's like, hey, we're looking for a video intern. And I'm like, why not? So I applied. I wasn't expecting anything. But then, yeah, Jonathan and Aubrey called me up and they're like, hey, we want an interview. And I was so freaked out because, like, I wasn't <laughs> expecting this to happen. And somehow it happened. Um... Yeah, it was just so funny mentioning Hannah, too, because I remember, like, obviously I was helping Hannah. I got mm-hmm. on with Jared Wiggins. That's why we're great friends. And uh, getting to Apex with Aubrey and Aubrey showing us around and where our cameras will be. And Hannah and Lindy just sitting there in the co- corner going, oh, are those your interns, Aubrey? <laughs> and, like, Jared and I just, like, walking out in disgust. So yeah, that whole week we were Aubrey's interns, and we totally hated that. But it was very bonding, and uh, <laughs> it kind of started from there, I think. And you just like again, obviously with community and everything, yep. just being more involved slowly and seeing how there is something special here, and I'm wanting to build on that. So yeah, that's been really cool. I do want to ask you guys though. So we again mentioned all the ways that community has influenced us to be involved. Um, and Molly, you were talking about how like, you know, almost every event, something's like you, something has happened that helped change your life. So what is one of those um, lessons that you feel like has been impactful for you guys, whether events or unbound in general? Do you want like lessons or things that were said that were very impactful. Sure. Well, I'll go first. How's okay. that? Okay. I have a thought. I look back at so-called things that changed my life, and I've realized that it really isn't dramatic. You know, like people mm-hmm. talk about their whole like life-changing experience and whatever. Mm-hmm. 
And I think there were some of those moments for me, but even those moments were, it wasn't dramatic. Someone said something to me and something clicked and I'm just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> something mm-hmm. just, you know, makes sense more or whatever. And uh, I know one lesson that I definitely learned, actually at Grad Project as well, uh, because it started with one of the speakers, Josh Wilson. Um, shout out to him. He mentored me with a lot of stuff. And then going into um, Apex 2017 as well. One of the things that he said to me that totally <laughs> wrecked young Abe Chen's life was talking about how what we do does not define who we are. And I think now, you know, us being slightly more mature, we, we've gone through that lesson. But just back then, when you're trying to get there as a student, you're trying to get there as a, I don't know, student leader, you are uh, trying to figure out your career, especially in videography or film, there is that huge temptation to be like, this is who I am. This is what I do. I am unbound. Mm-hmm. I'm going to conquer the world and everything, right? Mm-hmm. And just that kind of deep realization of if you're if who you are and what you do is not defined by Christ everything else is going to fall apart and you are totally experiencing that already <laughs> so you better than learn this now kind of thing and so that was one of those small things talking with Josh where it's just like one of those you know clunk it kind of clicks in your mind like oh my gosh huh and so that just even that moment um, after 2017, I think affected how I saw so many things, you know, interacting with community afterwards, where it's, it's not just about how cool I am. It's not about like how unbound, you know, like you're doing all this crazy stuff and traveling or, you know, whatever, changing the world. Those are good things. And that is what we want to empower people to do. But at the heart of it, if you are not, uh, you know, ident- well, like, defined and in Christ with everything that you do, you know, it's, mm-hmm. you're going to feel empty eventually. Mm-hmm. So that was for me. What about you guys? Yeah. That was super deep. Wow, I know. That was very <laughs> profound. <laughs> That's good. That was good. It doesn't have to be deep. <laughs> it doesn't have to be deep, but I do want to hear, it could be like, yeah, I don't know, just any, any other, uh, to meet Scrans. Yeah. <laughs> 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 There's no, no, in all honesty, like it, there's, there's been a few different things that come to mind, but yeah. probably the one thing that jumps out the most, you know, it wasn't ever, you know, like this big dramatic moment, but like after, um, at my first Apex in 2018, um, after Jonathan Brush's opening session about being extraordinary at the ordinary, mm-hmm. um, he played uh, dream small by Josh Wilson and Ooh. the way he ended it. And then going into that song, like. I don't know, something clicked a little bit and it's like, I have never really thought about, you know, the mundane, the, the ordinary, you know, and yeah, in the same way again, you know, I, I've always looked at it much differently of even this little thing has some impact, you know, that, that was so a long cool. way. So I love how even just like the music at Apex yeah. that, yeah. So I'm pretty sure it was Jared and Jonathan scheming about that. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Nice. It's I like that. Excellent. So. Okay, I have, this kind of dovetails off of that, just like a small, like, moment. Um, so, I don't know why this is coming to me, but in 2018, at the very tail end, um, we, me and some other unbound people, Ellie was there, we went on this trip to the beach, uh, in Gold Beach in Oregon, and it was, like, the most 
like God ordained, but in a weird way. Trip. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that sounds like God. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. We had like planned the whole trip a year before, like literally twelve months in advance. Excuse me, in advance, um, because like all the beach houses up there book way in advance and so mm-hmm. savannah grant had been like i'm gonna invite a bunch of people to the beach house and we're gonna nail it down a year in advance and everyone needs to come because you already paid your deposit 12 months ago <laughs> um and so we did like pretty much i think everyone yeah I think so. who had originally committed and except you know, me i remember that i was oh really sad I didn't know you were supposed to come. <laughs> well. I'm sorry. Now you know. So. Now I would you have know. loved to have you. I know. I wanted to be there. I think I put it on a deposit, but just stuff, life happened, and yeah, oh, wow. wasn't able to go. That's crazy. So, anyways, keep going. So, I'm going to came. Um, but it was, it was so crazy because in those 12 months, like, life had changed dramatically for pretty much all the people who went on that trip. And so, and a lot of really tough stuff had happened. Like 2018 was not a great year for most of the people on that trip. And so we all arrived just kind of like battered and bruised coming Mm. into this trip. Yeah. Um, And I remember one night I was sitting, we had this like great big beach house um, and I was sitting in the kitchen and everyone else had gone to like cook were they like hobo dinners? Is that what it's called? Oh, like yeah. the hobo like you stew? Put it all in the foil and throw it on yep. fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> foil dinners, yep. And they were all doing this out on a bonfire on the beach, but I didn't really feel like going out in the cold again because it was like really chilly because it's October. And so I was like, oh, I'm just going to eat my like chips and salsa inside. <laughs> and then like one of the people on the trip comes out and we started talking and it was just like we both thought we had the whole house to ourselves because it was so quiet. And then we were like, oh, Hi. And so then we started talking. And then, like, slowly, one by one, other people started filtering in. And we ended up having this whole conversation. And it wasn't, like, a life-changing conversation. Like, there was nothing really dramatic said that, like, reoriented mm-hmm. my whole perspective. Um, But it was one of those moments where it was, like, everyone, like, all these people coming together who are having a really tough time in life. And some of the people weren't, like, my best friends because they were, like, all Savannah's friends. And I didn't even know some of the people there very well. Um, and so it's really cool that we were all able to come together in some really weird life circumstances. It was kind of a weird trip, but, like, we were able to just kind of sit down and be chill um, together. And I think that just, like, I don't know. The other events that I had done in 2016, I walked into Apex. I didn't really know anybody. Mm. Um, the people I did know were through Megan. So I like knew a weird amount about their life and they <laughs> didn't know me. And I was just like, yeah. And then like 2017 and 2018, I was on the cabinet. So it was kind of like I was staff. And so I was a too busy to really talk to people and B most of the people just knew me as like the person on stage. So they felt mm. like they knew me. And I was like, you're not, we're not really like friends though. Cause like we haven't really talked. And so that trip, I think, was one of the first times that I had, like, really personal connections with a lot of people in the Unbound group. That's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. So that was, I don't know, that memory just pops to mind as, like, a really personal moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. thing that comes to mind for me would be my second year on Cabinet, which, circling back around to Molly laughing whenever I said that <laughs> in 2018, I would have said I was having fun. <laughs> But we'll so have to do a whole podcast. About that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so I was on cabinet for two years, and the first year I just remember, like, I don't remember a lot of 
distinct details about the first year. I just remember it being a lot of fun. And I remember mm. the cabinet was all like just really great friends and like the relational bond was so like intense and everybody just loved each other and worked <laughs> so well and all that. But that was the main thing that I remember from that year is just okay. being really good friends. And I remember going to the second year at Apex in 2017, I had decided already that I wanted to come back for a second year. But the other members of the cabinet who came back hadn't decided yet. And I was determined. I was like, no, we should come back like all together and work again um, on the same team. So I remember talking to Molly about it. I talked to a couple other members about it, like on the phone over the next like couple months. And I was like, you should come back to the cabinet. And just thinking, well, I just remember like my mindset was like, we should do it again. And thinking going into it, that that's what it would be like cabinet again, Mm -hmm. as in like a repeat. And I went into it and was just hit broadside um, by a completely different experience. And it was, it was a different team. So the dynamics were different Mm -hmm. Um, that year, the cabinet restructured a little bit. And so that was different. And I remember going into that year and almost like looking back now, I think I went into it feeling like somewhat entitled to the same experience, mm. which is just not what happens any year on the cabinet. Like it changes every life. year. Yeah. yeah. Or in life. <laughs> and so like, it was very challenging. It was very stressful. I remember like, it was like a roller coaster experience. <laughs> like it would be going great. And then it would be going horrible. And like all this stuff and the way that I handled it was like, there were some good times there were some really bad times mm. with the way that I handled it. And I remember like that entire year just being very instrumental in teaching me a lot about change and yeah. the fact that sometimes te- things change are completely outside of your control. And it's not even sometimes like the change isn't even necessarily initiated by an action of another person. It's like an environmental change mm-hmm. just because like you're with yeah. other people or your, your goal is different or you're working on a different project and it's just not always the same mm-hmm. across the board. But the cabinet was one of my first like team experiences. And so like that was nice. the first time I worked with a team and did something professional and it just went so well the first year. So I was like, this yeah. is great. I'm great at this. This is like <laughs> my vibe. And yeah. the second year I was like, Oh no, the five change. <laughs> So it was, it was very, um, it was a, it was a massive learning experience for me and mm-hmm. overall like really great. And honestly, one of the main reasons I encourage people to apply for cabinet now is because like, is because of the second year. The second year taught me leaps and bounds more than the first year. Again, from the first year, what I remember is that we were all really good friends. The second year, I could tell you lots of stories about lots of projects and different things that we did and like all like details about the cabinet experience second year. The first year, it's just like this relational blob of a memory, <laughs> like, which is nothing bad about the first year, but it's just the second year was, um, I guess, more clarifying in terms of like how to actually work in a team and how to... Um, deal with conflict in mm-hmm. like professional settings yeah. and I don't think I would have learned that um, or have like the skills that I have now which are still developing um, if I hadn't done the second year and so I think that that was one of the biggest like learning experiences for me within the Unbound community which is so, really cool because like you know Unbound you it's about community and it's great you know and you think like it's about community so it's just all fun yeah, yeah. No. but it's actually it's, really challenging exactly yeah. and that's like the like, you know the next level stuff because yeah. like I, I do say this a lot where we unbounders we do have the problem of we love to talk we talk a lot but then the real stuff is like you get in the teams or like i mean just life happens you know and you get the conflicts and like Mm -hmm. the actual community stuff and that's where you actually grow and yeah you know you do stuff and that's what unbound is all about like you learn through your experience you learn by doing all these things yeah Mm -hmm. for sure i think with the cabinet i don't know like if Ellie would agree with this, but that second year 
really taught a lot about responsibility. Like yes. the first year, because it was like, oh, it's so fun. We're yeah. Just, like, and then the second fun. year, it was like, oh my gosh, we really have to step up to the challenge. Yeah. And yeah. like, which handle the conflict of, and take a lot of the projects on ourselves. Right. Which is part of the structuring because we right. restructured, they restructured the team and it did end up putting more responsibility on different hmm. people mm-hmm. right. to lead different mm-hmm. teams. Which, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, guys, that was really, really good. Um, I feel like I feel like I've learned a little bit more about you guys as well, just your experiences and all that. We mentioned Apex a lot, so um, if you want to experience a lot of what we're talking about as an Unbound student, or if you're just curious about what this whole Unbound experience is, you should definitely um, talk to a student. There ways that you can um, reach us. So let's start with Apex first. So we have current cabinet here. Mm -hmm. So tell us about um, where people can find more information, how they can register if they're a student, all these things. Go for it. Yeah, absolutely. So best place to get information is the website. So I think it's apex.bnbound.us. It's a great place to go to find out. And if you're on the forums, you can check out any of the cabinet members, um, check out the announcements. Mm -hmm. And let's see, what else? Definitely, definitely check it out. We have some really cool marketing stuff coming up. So Mm -hmm. keep an eye out for on the the YouTube channel. Yep. And overall, if you want to experience like the the type of community and the type of relationships that we're talking about, like these types of conversations where you go from, you know, the deep meaning of life to eating crayons in one conversation, <laughs> if you want to experience some of that, definitely come to uh, Apex in Michigan in August. This year, we're really excited to be focusing on culture mm-hmm. because of the the times that we live in. And we're going to focus on how that we can take responsibility in our current cultures to create change that actually makes a difference. And we're going to focus on being teachable and then on actually being creative in the ways that we make change. So this year, we're really passionate about giving students the tools to actually go home and make a difference, whether that difference is starting with one friend or one person or whether that difference is for an entire community. And what we're hoping is going to happen is that this this starts a series of events all across the country where people are willing to take the initiative, take responsibility, and step up and make change. If that's something you're interested in, check out the resources I mentioned earlier. Um, get in touch with one of us, and mm-hmm. we're always happy to talk more about it. Hope to see you there. Totally. And uh, Ellie, talk to us about Unbound itself. We have the SEND program, which is for... Um, all college students. So tell us a little bit about that and where people can find information about that. Yeah, so if you're wanting to get involved in Unbound as a student as a whole, then you should definitely check out the Ascend program. Um, Ascend is Unbound's project-based higher education program where if you enroll, you'll work on a team of other students. Um, You'll gain life and academic coaching. Um, You'll attend expert webinars. You'll actually attend Apex as part Mm -hmm. of your enrollment in addition to two other student events. So, you know, you're going to have your tickets booked for you um, just like you're a celebrity because in our opinion, you are. (laughs) (laughs) So, but yeah, you should check that out. Um, You can find it at beunbound.com us slash ascend um, regular registration is closing at the end of may so if you want to enroll for currently the lowest price you can then you should definitely get in touch um, you can email me at ellie at beunbound.us um, if you want to set up a time to talk and i'd be happy to answer any questions that you have and then if you want to just keep up with unbound then you can find us on instagram facebook and youtube all at be unbound so 100%. yeah i'm sure you'll see all of us you know 
on different platforms. If you're a student already, check out the forums. Guys, thank you so much for doing this. This was fun. Um, don't eat crayons. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be clear. I'm bound to not endorse that. Or <laughs> But this has been amazing. Um, I'm so glad we got to do this, especially in person. Guys, um, be unbound. Have fun out there. And I will all catch you later. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.